0: The following sermon is by Dan Thomas, pastor and teacher at Community Church in Edwardsburg, Michigan. If you've never visited us at Community Church, we invite you to join us at 28647 U.S. 12 West in Edwardsburg. And now, here is Pastor Dan Thomas. Father, there's, there's some of these things that we sing that I just am so thankful we can sing. There's a grave that holds no body, And that power lives in me. (laughs) Father, I want to take a moment and lift up those who are particularly facing a fire right now. May they know the truth that there is another one with them in there. They'll never stand alone because of you. And Lord, I I thank you also for some other words that we sang. We sang, Lord, that um, even when I don't feel it, you're working. Even when I can't see it, you're working. And Lord, we ask that you'd work now in our midst as we look at your word. Lord, if there's something that I've got in my sermon you don't want there, would you do a little last-minute editing and take it out of my mind? If there's something you want there that I haven't uh, figured out yet, Lord, would you take control, Lord, because we want you to speak to us this day, I pray in your name. Amen. You may be seated. I got to get my props. I mean, my prop, yeah, you know what I mean. Sometimes I need my props, too, if you guys want to say something nice to me later. but Hey, a couple of things before I get started, um, just kind of news-wise. I try to give a once-a-month uh, financial update or at least uh, give you a little bit of an idea, and I forgot during September, September's almost over, to give you the end-of-summer report. Uh, basically, it is uh, good. Very. <laughs> in fact, I should have said good. Uh, it's been, been very good. Usually, while this is my ninth year here, every year by the end of summer we think, well, we're this far behind, but if we can now pick it up in the fall and uh, at least hold our own until the end of the year giving, then we'll make it. Uh, this year we're looking and we're saying, hey, you know what? We're really right where we've been spending budget wise and everything like that. So we're just like, <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. This is nice. Uh, so we're having a good time with that. The other thing I did want to mention, uh, next week, we've uh, had a month since we introduced a couple of new candidates for leadership, three new candidates, two for deacon and one for elder. And next week, we'll do a little uh, prayer for them and installation, dedication. I don't know what you call that. Promotion? <laughs> Demotion? I don't know what you call that. But, uh, but anyway, we're going to take care of that next week. So looking forward to that. All right. Now, this. Is this or is this not the largest furnace filter you've ever seen? Probably not. But so, some of you, it might be. We actually, believe it or not, around this little uh, building, we have 11 water heaters. Water? No, that's not the word. Water furnace. That's the word we want. Anyway, units. There are five of them up above your heads back there. They're just And uh, the ceiling is relatively safe. I think you're all right. Uh, but there's five of them back in a room up there. And then there's like four right up in here. And then there's two more down the hallway, and a little janitor's room like that. But the, the newer ones now, instead of having the old, uh, you know, two buck filter that you can stick in there, the newer ones require these babies when we have to change them. And uh, go ahead, guess the price. What? Now you're a little high. I think it is close to forty, though, isn't it, John? These things are these things are expensive. So yeah, they're expensive for stinking anyway. Uh, but I have a good attitude about it. Uh, but anyway, uh, I, I've got a few different things that uh, in our sermon today, as we look at, that. we're going to look at a text in First Peter in in a couple minutes. But before we do that, there's a few things that I think I think this is a good sermon that you'll you can grab something to take out of here. In other words, what was this sermon about? You probably only have to listen to like a few minutes at different parts, and you can. Take something good. And the first thing I want you to think about today is the idea that we need to change the filter. Now, none of us, I couldn't actually find a dirty one because we keep them changed around here. So I was going to show you a dirty one, you know, and bang it. But uh, so I had to get a picture of one. There's our dirty i fil- never had one that I found like that for a house filter. I've had some car filters <laughs> that uh, I forgot about. Yeah, but uh, but anyway, anyway uh, what I want you to think about, first of all, is, is that phrase right there, the idea of changing the filter reason why um, that uh, I mentioned this is I think that all of us need to realize that we see life through a filter. Okay, now that our family influences that filter a lot, our community, our our upbringing, everything kind of puts a filter as to how we see life. But uh, in particular today, I'm going to recommend to you for this service, but as much as you can going forward, but definitely for the next 30 minutes here when we talk about some things, I want you to try to put your filter aside. Now, you might have a conservative filter through which you see life. You might have a liberal filter through which you see life. Uh, you might have a Republican filter, or a Democratic filter, or a Libertarian filter. Uh, you might have a CNN filter. You might have a Fox News filter. Uh, you might have, what was the MSNBC filter, or you might have the Newsmax filter, or what, whatever. You might have the filter that with the old saying, yeah, red and yellow, black and white, I'm pretty sure that I'm right. Uh, you might just have that filter thinking I'm right about everything, but whatever filter it is through which you. Are are seeing life right now, can I suggest to you that many times, and I I picked this filter not only because it was large and I thought you'd be impressed, but uh, also because I actually can see barely, barely. You look through a regular filter. I mean, I can kind of make out shadows. So, I wanted you to see that when I try to look at this through the filter, I'm not getting much. Are you picking up my little illustration there? A lot of times, that's exactly where it is. And what I want to encourage us to do today is, as much as we can, set down this filter and pick up this filter and look at life through this filter as much as we can. So that's that's kind of the thing. We're going to look at a passage that I think will help us uh, beginning to do that. Because truth of the matter is, um, all of us, probably to some degree or another right now, Okay, I saw this this uh, video of this guy, I think it was about seven or eight years ago. He was uh, in surfing competition in, in Australia, and he's sitting, I don't know if any of you remember this, this went viral, but again, it was quite a while ago, but uh, he's sitting out there, and he's waiting for the waves, but he's just sitting there enjoying the day, he's floating on the water, you know, it just looks like he's peaceful. In fact, the commentators say something about, man, this guy's just having a good time out here waiting, and the next thing you know, you hear somebody yell, shark. And, and sure enough, there's a shark coming a- after this guy. I don't know if any of you remember seeing this or anything like, like that. But, and you know what he did? I, I always thought that was a wise tale, but I guess you are really supposed to punch the shark in the nose. And he did. He fell off, and he just punched the shark in the nose, and he got away. Uh, so just remember that. <laughs> if uh, Actually, I think just stay out of the water. But, uh, the, but that's exactly what he did, and he got away. But I was thinking, I, I saw this video. This guy's just sitting there, and life is easy and peaceful. And the, the commentator says, man, he's just really enjoying the day out in the sun. And then, shark! I think for so many of us, that's, that's what has happened in life. You know, we were kind of cruising along and having a good time, and, and life seemed pretty good. And then all of a sudden, where in the world did that come from? I never saw that coming. I never expected to be having this conversation with our kids. I mean, didn't we try to raise them right and teach them right, stuff like that? You know, where did this come from? You know, I never expected to be having that conversation with the doctor. You know, I, I, just, I just didn't think that could happen. I, I never thought, you know, my family would be the family that is torn apart and we can't get together on this. I just never thought that would happen. And sometimes, you know, we just look at life and we just say, man, what in the world happened here? What is this world coming to? You know, where is it going to be? So, what we're going to do over the next five weeks, actually, is look at some passages of Scripture that will help us navigate through this so world. Okay, that we have, and just look at some different things. And the first thing I'm suggesting that we do is to get this scriptural filter on our lives. And I think the passage today will help us do that in in at least one area uh, as far as how we're living and how we're navigating life. So we're going to begin to read. Uh, As I said, it was in 1 Peter chapter 3. And uh, let's see, we're starting in verse number 8 is where we are. I actually had... Uh, thought I thought we would do, we just did one of Paul's epistles. And I thought, oh, we'll do one of Peter's epistles. But what we're, we're going to do instead is, is jump around a little bit. But as I was reading through Peter, I said, yep, they, that's a pretty good look at what we're going to talk about today here. So uh, the Apostle Peter says this. He says, finally, all of you, okay, having unity of mind. Now, now get the tone of everything that he says there because he's going to talk to them about how he wants them to be living. Oh, I should have said this too. First Peter is, more than any other book in the Bible, is written to people who are going through a hard time, okay? That is, you know, whenever you study it and you read a little write-up on it, that's the point of it, is to help people through difficulty. Uh, D.A. Carson, uh, I read a quote from him this week, and and I'm not sure exactly who he is, but when you have those initials on your name, you know, you're smart, you know what I mean, D.A. Carson, R.C. Sproul. T.J. Maxx. I don't know who else is smart. Uh, but, uh, but, you know, if you, if you have one of those names with an issue, you've got to be a smart person. And uh, he said what we need to remember more than anything is that as Christians, we are living in exile. Okay, if we can kind of get that, as Christians, we are living in exile. This world is not our home. Well, this is written to people who realize that they're going through a hard time. And and so, Peter's writing, and he says, hey, here's how I want you to live in this world as we live as strangers, as we live as pilgrims, as we live as those who are in exile. He says, finally, all of you having the unity of mind, and, and pick up the tone here, sympathy, we know what that is, brotherly love, a tender heart, and a humble mind. I mean, we just ooze this out of here. We want to be living with just kindness in what we're doing here. He says, do not repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling. But on the contrary, and here's the word bless. On the contrary, here's what you are to do. Bless. For this you were called. Okay? God has set you aside and put us in the world and put us in this world in exile so that we can bless others. Okay, we're going to come back and look at that and talk about that in a minute, a little bit more. And that you may obtain also a blessing. For whoever desires to love, uh, love life and see good days, let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. And it goes on. And it says, and let him turn away. By the way, let me go back here for a second. Remember when we're set off here in Scripture, like when the New Testament sets something off, that's because we're quoting the Old Testament. Okay, this particular quote uh, comes from Psalms. And uh, he says, uh, whoever desires to love life and see good days, let him keep his tongue from evil, keep his lips from deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. Now, remember, the righteous." There is only one way we can be righteous. We are made righteous through the blood of Christ. So this is those who have trusted in Jesus Christ, uh, those who have been made righteous through His work, uh, not through our works, but the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Now, notice in this passage that he quotes from Psalms, uh, from the book of Psalm, rather, that uh, we, we are all, the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, His ears are open to them, but the face of the Lord is against those who do evil, and he kind of points us to the fact that, hey, basically, we're all going to answer to God on this thing, okay? Uh, I asked the question before that we often ask about life. What is this world coming to? Okay, here's, here's, here's the takeaway you can get. You just remember this. When you ask yourself, what is this world coming to? The answer is one word. This world is coming to Jesus. They may not know it. Uh, They may not going to be like it when they get to him because what he says is those that are righteous, those have been made righteous by the blood of Christ, they're going to be happy they've come to Jesus. Those who have not accepted Jesus Christ are not going to be happy. But what is this world coming to? It's coming to Jesus. Uh, He is going to settle everything and uh, put things in in the right place. But as we looked at this text, I wanted you to uh, just think about the concept here for a second of that idea that we are called to be a blessing, okay? What does that word mean? Okay, when, when you think about that, that idea that somebody would say, bless you, I mean, I hear it usually when I sneeze. Uh, that's, you know, when we get that idea, I also remember that from a line where Whoopi Goldberg said that to somebody in place of profanity. Uh, but, uh, she says, bless you. Okay. But what does that idea actually mean is that we are to be a blessing to other people. When you study and look at what the New Testament writers kind of work into that idea, it is the idea that if I'm going to bless somebody else, I am going to make their life better and richer. That's what I'm going to do, okay? If I am going to live as a blessing, I am going to live to make other people's lives better and richer. And what it says here is it says, okay, so when people do you wrong, what is your response? And this is where uh, the life of Christ inside of us is supposed to transform us and make us different, and that will happen, and we we can respond differently when people treat us wrongly, okay? That's a new filter that we put up here. Say, my response to evil, my response to mistreatment is to bless others. And then it turns around and it says that we also will receive a blessing. Uh, There's a verse from back in the book of Numbers that says, uh, it's really a great little prayer. The Lord bless you, keep you. The Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. Some of you have heard this Passage is kind of a key to a song that uh, uh, Carrie Job sings called "The Blessing." Nice song, but it's like nine minutes long. I don't have the attention span for it, but it's really good. If I if I bumped to that song, I would just be bumping all day because it's just a little bit too long. But uh, but it, it is the great idea that hey, this is what I'm praying for people. You know, this is what I, what I want. I want people's lives to be made richer. Okay, so. If you're going to check out, I want you to stop for a second here. Remember, you know, I, I never know who I'm. You know how who's actually listening to me. I'm not always sure, but uh, but I want to, one thing we want to get from today. Maybe this is your idea. I want to change my filter. Okay, I've been looking too much, and maybe I need to set aside some of this other garbage so it's not clouding my image because I want to be able to see clearly, and I want to be able to see, use this as a filter as I look as I look through God's truth. Uh, remember that we are indeed in a land of exile and we are to be markedly different because of the way largely we respond to what's going on, okay? Instead of returning evil for evil, what am I doing? I am turning around and I want to be a blessing to other people, okay? Make good sense? Good. I, I think so. I was very impressed when I heard myself preaching in the mirror earlier this week. I thought, now that's good. I don't care who you are, Dan. Okay, now let's go on and read a little bit more into our text there in First Peter. It said, now, who is there? Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, who is there to harm you if you are zealous for what is good? Now it's one of those questions, like, hey, if you're if you're doing good, if you're passionate about living right, who's going to harm you? Now the question is rhetorical, like, oh, nobody, you're doing right. But then it says, it goes on and says, that doesn't always work out like that. But even if you should suffer, that's really weird that that S is separate like that, uh, from righteousness' sake, you will be blessed. Have no fear of them, nor be troubled. But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you. Some of you might be familiar with the the term apologetics as we talk about that in knowing why we believe what we believe. That comes from the phrase in here, the Greek word apologia. Uh, Always be prepared to give an answer, to give a defense. Because here's the idea, folks. If we are living like this, in our hearts, we're honoring Christ, and we're living holy. If we're living like that, we need to be ready to give an answer because of this. If we actually live like that, people are going to look and say, what do they got? What's going on? Okay? Our life becomes attractive. Wait a minute. There is something different about him because I treated him like dirt, and what he did was try to invest and try to make my life better. I wanted an argument I want to stir up a little fight going on, and instead he tried to speak peace into my war of words, and that doesn't quite make sense. What, what's the deal? Man, she's got something different there, because look how she responds when she's been mistreated. When the world sees us behave like that, they're going to want an answer, so you better be ready. Okay? I'm a, I can live like that because of Christ. In fact, we're going we're gonna to look at a little phrase in here that comes up in the next section in a little bit more detail in a little bit. A defense, to, I'm ready to give this defense to anyone who asks for a reason for the hope that is in me. Okay, what, what's going on with you? Why are you different? Here's why. Jesus Christ, let me tell you about him. Uh, yet do it with, oh man, look at these two words, gentleness and respect. Okay, I, I heard something different. I'm sorry, I heard something I hadn't heard before. That I thought it was really good for this respect thing. And you might want to grab a hold of this. This is like point number three. You can just take it. If you need to slip out in the middle of the service, you already got your message. That's good. You can take this. But uh, the idea of respecting people means that I want to hear before I have to be heard. Okay, say, let, me, let me say that again. So in other words, I'm treating people in such a way that I want to hear and understand them before I have to make sure that I am understood and they, they get me. So I'm actually caring about other people in, in, that, in that respect. I'm sorry. So, somebody needs to just give me a look like, oh, Yeah. So, I'm going to say that again because I'm not, I'm not picking up a vibe like you're getting this. And uh, it's actually getting, is it getting toasty in here? I'm not supposed to call attention to that. Never mind. It feels good. Um, I forgot. But rule number one when you're talking, don't call attention to it. But uh, if you think, think about that, that idea, I'm going to say that again. I just, I just want a couple looks as I look around the room that says, oh, yeah, that's good. Okay, ready? Okay, so I want to be more anxious to hear than I am to be heard. Ooh, oh, yeah. That's profound. Uh, That's really good. But it it really is. That's how we're talking to people with a gentleness and a respect. We're respecting them. We're trying to figure out where they come from. Remember, earlier, it used that word sympathy. We're understanding where people are. We're seeing this. Now, I'm going to flip to the next slide. I'm going to hit it real briefly. You know, when I try to come up with my little outlines here, I like to have alliteration. This next thing is the dumbest point I've ever come up with. Uh, I I was trying to figure out a way. I had the blessing, TB, and my last point I really like, which is also TB. So, I came up with uh, this, but I'm going to hit it real quick so that uh, you won't remember it. All right. Are you ready? We, oh. Never mind, we got more verses. Uh, that's what I meant. We're going to read a little bit more, and then we're going to do that. Here's the verses. Having a good conscience so that we are not slandered, and those who revalue your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame, okay, because you're doing what's right. We'll come back to that in a little bit. For it is better to suffer for doing good that we should be, uh, God's, that we should be God's will than for doing evil, okay? So basically, here's what it's talking about. Here's my phrase that, that uh, is a goofy little point. We want to have tip top behavior. <laughs> I looked, you know, with my, in my, uh, what's, what's that thing called where you look for synonyms? Thesaurus. I looked at my thesaurus for a word to start with a T and I got tip top. That's what I came up with. That's really lame. Okay, we're moving on. Uh, here's the one I really wanted to get to, okay? And uh, another phrase that I hope you'll take with you. Okay, I believe that we, as followers of Christ Jesus, and as those who are imitators of Christ Jesus, we want to practice this right here. What we're going to call a tender boldness. Okay, in everything that uh, that we've talked about here, you know, is the idea of kindness and respect for other people. Uh, we want we want to we want to have that. So we want to um, be able to communicate what is true. In a way that is kind all right now for some of you when you see this you have a different personality type okay very simply for some of you when you think about the idea of boldness it's a little scary (laughs) wow no i couldn't say that (laughs) a little scary for others of you when you think about the idea of tenderness you just think it's annoying (laughs) <laughs> why do I have to do that? I'm telling him the truth, you know, that, that's good enough. Uh, I actually read the story about a guy that was, he, his job was to inform people of a death in their family, and he actually went to a house, and he said, you, you know, are you Mrs. Smith, or are you John Smith's wife? And she said, yeah, and he said, well, now you're his widow. <laughs> that's an, yeah, uh, that's an example of uh, no tenderness there. It, it's just not there, but then on the other hand, if uh and, and i told this story before. I had a friend come to me one time uh, after he had walked away from the Lord, and I watched him do it. When he came back to God, he, he got in my face, and he said, Hey, I have to ask you, why didn't you say something? You know, why would you just watch me walk away? Why weren't you bold enough to tell me the truth about what was going, going on? I mean, he was hurt by that fact. Once he came to himself and he said, You know, I'm going the wrong direction, and my friend didn't care enough to get in my face a little bit there. So there is that. Here, here's the thing. If we're not bold, then we don't have anything worth saying. We're not going to speak the truth. But if we're not tender, then we don't really have a voice. The wrong tone over here can destroy our voice. So what we want to strive for as followers of Christ, the way we want to make a difference in a messed up world is by exercising this idea of tender boldness. Now, if you, if you come here very often, you know I seldomly ever, and that might be an understatement, mention politics. And first of all, let me tell you why. There's a bunch of reasons, but the biggest reason is very simple. I do not have my faith and confidence in any politician or any party. And I don't want you to. You know, so I'm, I'm not like, hey, we're going to you know this. I'm, I'm not going there. However, I'm going to talk politics for a few minutes. It's kind of scary. I got to admit, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. And uh, hopefully, you can agree with me on both of these points. If not, you can threaten me in the lobby later or something like that. I don't really care. But I am actually going to talk about our current president and our previous, the president before him for a second, these two individuals. Uh, we will not, yeah, we'll say their names, Trump and Biden. Okay, which is, I'm sorry, but it it is hilarious in the world in which we live because most people either love one and hate the other. Either you love Trump and hate Biden, or you love, uh, who's the other one, Biden, and you hate Trump, or you hate them both. Okay, those are the three groups of people we have. I haven't met anybody who loves them both. If you do, could you talk to me afterwards? I just want to meet you. Yeah, I like them both. I love those guys. man. We we have just on a roll with these two. Uh, I haven't met anybody like that. So if that's where you are, please come introduce yourself. I want to I get to know you. Uh, I think you're weird. But, uh, the, but I do want to get to know you. All right. I want you to, to think about this for a second. Our, okay, again. I, I, I'm an equal opportunity offender, so stay with me. I'll offend everybody. President Trump, you uh, you might love his policies, you might hate him or, or whatever ever like that, but would everybody kind of agree with me that he had a tendency to throw gasoline on the fire? <laughs> I mean, even if you love him. You say, well, you had to be bold. Okay, all right. But he did throw gasoline on the fire. Come on. Uh, you know, it wasn't like he, he came into a situation with a calming voice and a calming presence and got everybody like that. And then people said, well, we need to elect President Biden because he'll do that. I'm sorry. I haven't seen that either. <laughs> I think they're both fire uh, gasoline throwers. I, I, I do. I just, I just think that's what we have happened. I mean, we live in a world that, and you all know this, it is more politically divided than any time in our lifetime. Now, I think when you really study American history, I'm not sure we're worse off than we've ever been, but in our lifetime, come on. I mean, it's it's savage out there, you know, and the media fu- uh, fuels it, and the social media fuels it, and everything like that. That's why you have to be careful of those filters, uh, but I was just thinking about these two guys and, and the whole idea of what they're missing here, you know, to speak into a situation. Can you imagine if we had somebody who actually boldly proclaimed the truth, but calmly proclaim the truth, uh, and, and could do that because that's, okay, as we look at our world, there's definitely going on this war of words all the time. Our job is to speak peace into the war of words, okay, with tender boldness is the idea. Does that make a little sense? We, we've got, you know, through this with the, the gentleness idea and stuff like that, and again, I'm not, again, if you're not speaking the truth, what's the sense? What's the sense? You know what I mean. You 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 don't have anything to say. You don't have anything that's going to impact anybody if you're just going to try to tell everybody what they want to hear. But if you can do so now, let me back up. You say, Pastor, if we do that, then everybody's going to love us. Yes, just like they love Jesus. Okay, we're following Jesus' example here perfectly. He spoke and he led with tender boldness. Does that mean that we are going to perfect? Everybody's going to love us because we do this? Not necessarily. And that's why uh, Peter wrote and he said, Hey. Uh, if you suffer for doing right, you can walk away and say, hey, at least I did right. I spoke right, and I did it kindly in, in such a way. I did it actually out of a heart of love. Does that make a little s- good? Does that, uh, logically, you know, as we look at that, hopefully we can grab onto that. Hopefully we can get a hold of that. Now, got one more little takeaway. You know, that you can say like that. If you're not going to change your filter, I have another suggestion for you. Oh, by the way, let, let me go back to the tender boldness here for just a second. Going back to personality-wise, some of you, uh, and I'd ask you to identify this now and ask the Holy Spirit to, to help you identify. Some of you need work in one area or the other. And I would encourage you just to say, dear God, would you show me how to be more bold? okay. I want to stand for the truth. I want to proclaim your truth. I want to proclaim about you. Would you help me be more bold? How can I do that? And look for resources to help you do that. For others of us, we need to work on tenderness more. Okay? How can I do that with a tone that doesn't silence my voice? How can I speak the truth with a tone that doesn't silence my voice? Okay. I, I get excited about this because it's, you know, for me, it's like, yeah, I need to remember that. I, I, need, I need to get going on that. Okay. Here's here's your last little illustration. I got another filter for you. This is my $2 special. Actually, I think I bought this at the dollar store over here in Edwardsburg, and it doesn't even, anyway. But anyway, back to this. Uh, now, this one I can see through pretty well, actually, but um, I don't know if this actually stops anything, but here's what the second, the last thing that I want you to think about doing. Not only do we need to change our filter, but Just as a takeaway, I want you to think about the idea of flipping the filter, okay? So instead of having everything that we see clouded by all the noise that's in our life, all those noises in the world, here's how you flip it. Right to there, okay? Notice now where the filter is. Uh, It's in front of this thing right here. Okay, so instead of having my everything in my life clouded by what somebody else wants me to think, I want then instead to have this as my filter for life. And then I also want to uh, take, because this is my filter for life, one of the things the Word of God tells us to do is we want to be slow to speak. Okay, we don't want to, again, we're so much like I have to be heard. And I have to make sure you understand what I'm thinking about this. Man, if we could turn that around, and instead, out of respect, say, hey, I want to hear first. I want to understand what they're thinking. Yeah, I want to see that. And and believe, believe. Okay, again, just talking real honestly here with you for a second, and this isn't like I'm trying to be real preachy or anything like that, but let's, if we just talk real for a second about the influence of the Word of God in our lives, most of us, just keeping it real, folks, most of us, if we're spending a few minutes in the Word of God every day, we're happy. We're, we think we're doing pretty well. I mean, that's just how it is. That's how it's always been every church I've ever been in. Hey, I have my devotions. I put in my five minutes this morning. I spent five minutes in the Word of God or, or something like that. For most people, that's a win. And this isn't like to be preaching or yell, but if we took a real survey, probably a great number of folks don't really even spend time in the Word of God. It's kind of one of those things we want to and we think we should, but life's gotten too busy and we don't bother with it. It's sad, but that's where it is. But then think about how much the other things are there giving us a filter, okay? So we're living life, you know, through this, this filter that somebody else wants us to have. And we want to be living life through the filter that God has for us. And when we do that, we're going to end up flipping the filter to a place where now, instead of, uh, you know, having affected everything that I see and having everything uh, uh, tainted there in a lot of ways, now this filter is here and I say, Holy Spirit of God, would you filter what comes out of my mouth? And probably more important for the year of 2021 is, God, would you filter what comes off my fingertips? Okay, like that. Pastor, are you being wimpy? Tender boldness. I'm not taking either word out of that. Okay, but as I see the word the word of God, he said, hey, we want to live right. Okay, if we get persecuted for being a jerk, there's no gain in that. If we end up do getting persecuted because we have tried to live tenderly and boldly, then we can walk away and say, win-win. But the key, there there was a phrase, one of the verses that I read, that is a a phrase the Apostle Paul used a ton of times, and Peter worked it into this passage we read too. It's a little two-word phrase, in Christ. Okay? And I want to stress that idea that as we walk in Him, and as we live in Him, that is what gives us the power, power that we sang about, that uh, the grave holds no body, and that power lives in me. That is what gives us the power to live like this in our lives, with a Tender boldness going forward. Okay. Now in future weeks we're going to move forward on you know some other ways and and, and try to be very practical in, in navigating through this world. But if first of all we start and we say, What I need to navigate this world is the lens of scripture or the filter of scripture on my life and what I want to have. And boy, if you can remember that phrase, that tender boldness thing, honestly. you know just as i think through that and if there's one side or another in which i'm particularly weak then i want to uh say hey how can i how can i holy spirit of god would you show me would you teach me how can i improve in that area i'm going to ask uh adam's going to come back up i think we're going to sing "Waymaker" again adam and rachel and kevin going to make their way back up here because we're going to close with a song As they, as they get set up, though, I want to call your attention again to those last two words. The two words are, in Christ. It's a phrase, like I said, that is throughout the writings of Paul. And it makes it very plain that not everyone is in Christ. And, and the same is also true, Christ is not in everyone. Uh, that takes place at a point of faith where I trust in the Christ who laid down his life for me, he gave his life a perfect sacrifice to pay the price for my sin. And that is the key to everything that we're talking about is those two little words right there, being in Christ and walking in him. And I, Okay, I, I don't, a lot of these words I haven't even said because it kind of like, you know, this isn't the main thing that we're about here. But uh, you're, you're making a decision. No, I'm not going to say it. Yeah, I will. I'm going to say the word mask. Okay, uh, I'm going to say the word vaccination. I'm going to say all these things like that. With every one of those things, can I encourage you? Dear God, what would you have me do? Instead, Ugh! okay, that's, that's all I'm saying. You say, are you trying to persuade us one way or another? I am not because I'm not the Holy Spirit. I'm suggesting that you say, dear God, what would you have me do? Okay, that's all I'm saying. Man, I'm going crazy today, aren't I? Think anybody will be here next week? I don't know, uh, but but, that <laughs> but I'm supposed to be bold. Did I do it tenderly? Was that pretty tender? Okay, I had a smile on my face the whole time. Uh, I think it was tender uh, with that. But in in everything, as we negotiate this world that is ripped apart and divided, and we watch it creep into the church and our families, man, tender boldness. This is awesome. Grab a hold of it. And you know what? As we go through this, when we hard, hit hard times. We have a way maker, a miracle worker. We have a light in the darkness. Let's think about it. You've been listening to Pastor Dan Thomas of Community Church in Edwardsburg. For more information about the church, you can visit our website, edwardsburg.church. You may also contact the church via email, info at edwardsburg.church, or call us at 269-663-2648. Thank you for listening.